Hello and welcome to the Football Parliament podcast, your one-stop destination for all your football debates, opinions and discussions. We are approaching the end of the season and in today's podcast, joining me is Chirag and Vedant and we are going to be discussing about each of Europe's top five leagues, their top four races and title races. So thank you guys for coming to the pod. Thank you, Balash. Thank you. Starting with what people call the most entertaining league, the best league for goal scoring. Let's start with Germany with the Bundesliga. Uh, Bayern Munich, ninth consecutive title. What do you have to say, Chirag? Uh, see, that was something pretty much clear because all other teams, I would still say, uh, Dortmund, Leipzig are in the building phase, in the rebuilding phase. They are not uh, going for the title right uh, as of now. So Bayern Munich did not have any competition, but definitely uh, in mid-season, we all knew they were facing some uh, some of the other issue and they were lagging behind and they had a stiff competition from Leipzig. So I con- considered that it was a good uh, overall league, overall season for Bayern Munich, but we all knew at the end they were going to uh, go for the title. And if they were out of the Champions League, they definitely were eyeing for a title and that is the uh, Bundesliga. But according to me, the other thing I would like to add here is that uh, Bayern Munich still are going to sack their manager or the manager is going to depart from the league in spite of winning the league. So, winning the league at Germany is not something uh, so big for Bayern Munich that we should even uh, consider it as one of the biggest victories or uh, celebrate it as uh, one of the wins because bo- both the management and the board and the team is not even uh, satisfied with this result. So, over to you Vedant. Bayern Munich were crowned Bundesliga champions for the ninth year in a row after their closest challenge was RB Leipzig lost to Dortmund. The champions celebrated in style by thrashing Borussia Mönchengladbach. And uh, after second place, RB Leipzig lost to Borussia Dortmund it was clearly pretty much over. Personally, I knew that Bayern Munich can do it again. And they did it in style. They beat 6-0 and Robert Lewandowski scored a hat-trick. And I think Lewandowski has 39 goals. And he's just a, he's just one goal behind. I think so, yeah. He's just yeah. one goal behind Jord Muller. It's his Bundesliga. Yeah. He's just one goal behind Jord Muller's Bundesliga record of 40 goals in a season. And the poll has two more games to beat the record. Kingsley Coman, Thomas Muller and Leroy Sané also got on the score sheet as the champions ran out empathetic. Winners. It was another irresistible performance by Bayern, whose status as champions had already been renewed before kicking off uh, following RB Leipzig's 3-2 defeat, as I said again. The, the silverware is coach Hansi Flink's seventh in a season and a half as Bayern coach before he departs at the end of the season. Chirag and Palash, I have a question for you all. What do you all feel about Hansi Flick leaving and will Nagelsmann be able to you know, cope up with Bayern winning the ch- uh, champions again? Bundesliga title yeah, again. Yeah. Should I yeah, see, first? definitely. Uh, moving yeah. uh, from uh, Hansi Flick to Nagelsmann will be something uh, very big about to me because Nagelsmann, as we all know, is a very great manager. He brought uh, Leipzig to a level to compete against the likes of uh, jo- uh, Dortmund and uh, our Bayern Munich. But according to me, the attacking style that he plays, the attacking way he deploys, that very well suits every Bayern player we have. Bayern, we know, is the most consistent team when you 
approach to uh, when you approach a team which has to score if you have to bet on any team in the world which will score maximum goals the first name will be bayern munich considering the attacking uh, output they have obviously we have lewandowski scoring uh, 39 goals in just 27 games which he has played all over the league so definitely uh, you can uh, put money on nagelsmann to take them to new new heights it will be the first season under him so i really don't know if the board will be trusting him completely and giving him the budget that he uh, requires but definitely he will be a very great addition to the team Yeah, I mean, you've summed it up. The fact that uh, Bayern have defeated RB Leipzig, and you would expect that RB Leipzig would uh, rather increase their squad by quality players to challenge Bayern for next season. Rather, I think their best defender and their current manager is moving to Bayern Munich next season to make it ten in a row for the Bavarian giants. Regardless, I think we should move on to the top four race, which is a lot more interesting than the title race over here. Just before, involves... just before we go to the top four race, I have one funny thing to mention that in the pre-match, Marco Rose, who's the coach of Borussia Mönchengladbach, clearly mentioned that we are not just here to celebrate the championship with them; we're here to beat them. And it's and but that's precisely what his pitiful team did. <laughs> so it's a bit funny. Moving on to the top four race, it's actually uh, Wolfsburg, Borussia Dortmund, and I think it's Frankfurt. Uh, the three teams that can still uh, one of them will drop out to, out of the top four. I think Dortmund have just one point edge over uh, Frankfurt, who are sitting on fifth. However, Frankfurt's remaining two games are against Freiburg and already relegated Schalke. So Freiburg are currently on a mixed form, and Schalke, as we know, has have had a disastrous season. Dortmund contrastingly, I think the first game I'm not so sure about, but the second game is against Bayer Leverkusen, so they might have a have a one point. Dortmund against the mains, FSV mains. I think that's a mid-table to uh, team too, if I'm not wrong. So, uh, yep. Yeah, it'll be interesting because this move, uh, people might think that it's just top four race for the Bundesliga. It doesn't matter so much, but it actually involves. A team which has two of the brightest and most wanted, uh, talented youngsters in world football right now, Erling Haaland and Jadon Sancho. So, considering if Dortmund, Dortmund uh, bottles the top four, if they do not play Champions League football next season, will the impressive duo still remain at Dortmund, or will they find the moves otherwise? Is a question that will be asked. Definitely, like Dortmund uh, pushing out of the top four is something that you need to remember. it is something uh, a very very big for the world football right now because as we know Euro- uh, european super league has been thrashed no more extra money to any big club everyone is uh, living in crisis financial crisis during this pandemic and everyone uh, looking to uh, get one big player either jaden sancho either erling haaland now have to depend on what uh, dortmund will uh, offer because obviously it has to be the uh, first set will be obviously of dortmund because they will set a price of their player if erling haaland is not leaving according to the dortmund manager oh sorry dortmund ceo still but said jaden sancho is on the transfer list definitely like and any big club would be going for him but now what makes the difference is the extra 40 million if you finish in the champions league they will ask for an extra 40 million from you and if you if they do not they will they will be eager to sell either either one of them and rather for a lower price a uh, jaden sancho which was available for 120 million to manchester united the previous season now will be available for around 80 million so this is what these two games have in stake not just for uh, dortmund but for other teams as well definitely all will be eyeing dortmund to move out of the uh, champions league but 
obviously we all know how good of a uh, Dortmund team is they slipped this season but definitely they have the quality and they deserve to be in the Champions League according to me that's the thing we should see now let's move on to another league uh, which is uh, what people say is not it should uh, it's not a top four league people uh, call it a farmers league but this season they have a quite a good uh, title race it is the league from France the title race uh, involves Lille surprise package for the season and Paris Saint-Germain with two games to go Paris Saint-Germain are uh, it's not in their hands to win the league anymore Lille have a three point advantage over PSG with just two games to go as i said four points from the last two games for Lille will ensure a minimum of four points obviously will ensure uh, that they pass Paris Saint-Germain for the race to the title if you actually see the remaining two games for Lille as well as PSG, they are relatively easy games for both the clubs. I think uh, Paris Saint-Germain, the clubs that they face are currently near the relegation zone, whereas the clubs that Lille face are uh, in the mid-table clubs. I think they're 10th and 11th. So PSG will back themselves to win both the games considering their squad, the amount of money they spend and the quality they have. But as I said, it's not in their own hands anymore. If Lille take a minimum of four points from the last two games, we'll finally see the end dominance by Paris Saint-Germain in France in Mauricio Pochettino's debut season. Definitely. Mauricio Absolutely. Pochettino. PSG, PSG, yeah, have won, PSG have won the title in seven of the last eight seasons in League One, even though Juventus won nine Serie A titles in a row and Bayern Munich equaled that tally in Germany. French football has often been, you know, singled out and accused of being especially uh, of being especially uncompetitive. However, it is worth remembering that six different clubs claimed the title between 2008 and 2013. And even after QSI's billion took charge, the league has remained the most even in Europe, below PSG at the top. This season has been uh, this season has been even more competitive than usual. With two rounds of games to play, four clubs have hopes of winning the title and an equally enthralling battle is raging even at the top of the bottom at the bottom of the table. Dehon were regulated last month, but it is unclear which two clubs will join them in League 2 next season. Only six points separate Brest in 14th and Nimes in 19th. The battle to avoid the drop took another exciting turn this weekend. Two of the clubs in the relegation zone, Nimes and Nantes, both won 3-0 and the four clubs above them in the table all lost. So, League 1 actually is a bit exciting and I really want Lily to win the league this season. Obviously, to end PSG's domination will be something very big. As we were discussing about Bayern Munich, the same domination has been uh, being continued by PSG. They were buying not just the whole league, they were buying the whole Europe. They have the uh, most asset uh, asset makers or the biggest asset values player in Neymar and Mbappe uh, alongside Di Maria and many others, Kimpembe, Marquinhos in their squad. And definitely this squad uh, should beat anyone in the uh, on, on paper in the League 1. But we are seeing a great, great... Uh, domination and competition from Lille and this is something now Lille has in their, uh, has it in their own hands. PSG cannot do anything now. They just can win their games and Lille, it is uh, the game of Lille losing rather than PSG winning according to me. So, uh, obviously, I would be pitching for Lille. We all love underdogs. But the other thing I will be supporting is the Champions League qualification as well. Both Monaco and uh, Lyon are third and fourth in, the play, uh, in their uh, positions. So, definitely, each only one of them can move to the Champions League and other will have to settle with the Europa League. Just one point separates both of them. The third one goes into the Champions League qualification while the fourth one goes into the Europa League. 
that will be very interesting to see which one of these will make a cut or either if PSG lose and Monaco uh, wins it, we will be seeing PSG going into the uh, Champions League qualification and Monaco getting an automatic spot in the uh, Champions League. That will be very, very uh, uh, good to see and Pochettino will be thrashed after this because he is not having a very good history with titles as he was the Tottenham manager. You can take the man out of Spurs, but not the Spurs out of the I was going to say the exact same thing, yeah. Yeah. However, I just want to mention some stuff about PSG. PSG were unable to keep their pace as they travelled to quietly resurgent Ren on Sunday night. Now out of the Champions League and facing a tricky, tricky, sorry, tricky Coupe de France semi-final against Montpellier this week. PSG uh, are in danger of finishing the season without a trophy for the first time since 2012. Rene more than held their own all evening, but fell behind just before half-time to give a questionable VAR-induced Neymar penalty. However, Sehru Girassi nabbed the equaliser with a towering header in the 70th minute before Presnel Kimbembe was dismissed with three minutes to play. As a result, next Sunday is a match point. If Lille beat Saint-Antien, that's what they say in French, and PSG failed to win against Rem, Christopher Gatlier's teams will be champions. Lille will win the day. Moving on, it'll be a disappointment for Paris Saint-Germain if they not win the league. But over here in Italy, it's not about Juventus even winning the league. That's not a question anymore. It's about them qualifying for the top four, which can be one of the biggest disappointments across Europe this season. A club like Juventus, who had been dominating Serie A, decent squad. I wouldn't say they've got the best squad, but I would also not say that they've got a squad which wouldn't finish in the top four of Serie A. Yes, they've got an inexperienced manager. They also got individual brilliance with the likes of Cristiano Ronaldo. But them not finishing in top four, which is a high possibility or something that can really happen, would be surprising to the world football. Syria has been an absolute joy this season. Not many experts would have predicted Inter to brush aside all competition in their storming charge to... uh, to, to their first Scudetto in 11 years, nor could have anticipated quite how drastic Juventus' drop-off would be. Aside from the usual suspects at the top, we have also been treated to an exciting relegation battle, which following uh, Cagliari's miraculous turnaround in form appears to be going down to the wire. But the main action is occurring just below... But the main action is occurring just below Inter at the summit. And well above the plucky scrappers at the bottom. The race for the top four is truly where it's at. SSC Napoli, Atalanta, AC Milan, Juventus and SS Lazio are logged in a fierce race for Champions League qualification. And it's setting us up for a dramatic final two weeks of action. All five teams have graced uh, the top four at some stages. But with only three spaces left to fight for, two of these giants will be forced to watch on from the comfort of their sofas next year before tracing out for some Thursday night Europa League action. But I'll ask a question to Chirag. Who do you think would be the top four? Just predict it. Top four? See, yeah. This is very difficult considering all uh, all the three or four teams rather have different matchups and are having a tough competition uh, right now. See, they do not have to play in Europe. Any of those uh, have don't have to play in Europe if I'm right. Uh, and also, they do not have any big matches come up. So, they all what they all need to do is focusing on the league. See, according to me, Inter obviously have won the league. There is no competition uh, out there. But something, uh, Atlanta and Milan have the uh, willpower, according to me, to go go far because both of the teams have shown their uh, rigidness. And as we said, like uh, it's 
for Lille to lose and PSG to gain, the situation is same here. It is of Napoli to lose and Juventus to win. If Napoli just continue to go and just score and sit back and win their games, they, they can go with any dark, uh, dark tricks they want, cheap tricks they want. Now they cannot lose the league until they want themselves to lose the league. So according to me, it will be the same. I think uh, Juventus will be falling down to Europa League and obviously Ronaldo won't be playing in the Thursday night Europa <laughs> League. He will be leaving yeah. the club and that is something I will be loving to see where he moves on to next. No, he'll That's actually exactly. say I wanted a challenge. I wanted to win a different trophy, you know, apart from the Champions League because I was tired of, tired of winning it. He, okay, can, he, can, no, no, no. he can then go to Spurs and win the uh, international Hyundai Cup. That will be the best for him in the pre-season. <laughs> See, even I think Juventus won't get a Champions League uh, qualification because they face Inter Milan, who are in the best form of their life ever. So, Inter I think Inter Milan will last two matches. Yes, exactly. That's why I said that. And Inter Milan face Juventus. A Juventus, which is a dead side, although they managed to beat Sassuolo comfortably. But I think Inter Milan will thrash Juventus and Juventus will be out of the Champions League qualification. Just don't rule out Cristiano Juventus goals for Cristiano Ronaldo as well. Sorry? Hundred Juventus goals for Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, and for Paulo Dybala. But who cares? Because Juventus won't get the Champions League qualification. <laughs> I think we should move on to the best league in the world, which is the English Premier League. The title race is done and dusted in favour of Manchester City. But the top four race, not so. Especially with Chelsea's loss against Arsenal. Chelsea, If Chelsea won against Arsenal, you would probably say that, OK, now the top four race is uh, closing down. Chelsea is nailed on finish in the top four, but now it's a lot more open. It's open because Chelsea and Leicester, I think they're separated by two points, Leicester being two points above. There's West Ham and there's Liverpool below West Ham, however, with the game in hand, with which Liverpool can actually finish as high as I think it's 68 or 69 points. And Chelsea... In total. In total. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Chelsea, I think they're on 64 points with two wins will take them on 70 points. However, the two games aren't the easiest of games. The first one being against Leicester City after the FA Cup final. So, if Chelsea win the FA Cup final, obviously Leicester City would want a sort of revenge out there in the league. They are competing for top for themselves. The second game isn't an easy one. Uh, it's against Aston Villa, the last game, I mean. Uh, the last time Chelsea faced Villa, I think the score was one all. It was a different manager, but still, it, both of the games aren't exactly easy. Liverpool, they face Manchester United today. That's their only tough game. After that, I think they've got all uh, quite easy fixtures. But obviously, it's the Premier League. Any team can defeat any team. You cannot call it. But Chirag, as a Chelsea fan, do you uh, see Chelsea dropping out of the top four? No, see, first of all, I'll just mention, uh, talking about the uh, tightness or the competition in the Premier League, if you just have a look on the Premier League table, the current top four all can finish with the title and the top four position. If you see Manchester City can, uh, like they already have won the Premier League and they will be in top four. Manchester United could go and win the Europa League and they will be in top four. Chelsea could go and win the Champions League and they will be in top four and Leicester could win the FA Cup and will be in top four. So this is the competition we have in the Premier League this year. All four uh, sides going for a title and also for the top four position. This is what I think makes the, uh, it the most difficult for the top four teams here. Because everyone is fighting for a title as well, a European title or the uh, domestic title. So definitely that makes things very difficult. Uh, because yesterday we saw Chelsea's game. Chelsea rotated the squad so much that they were not able to beat a mid-table Arsenal. 
who can expect chelsea not going to thrash arsenal in this kind of form when we were thrashing the likes of real madrid and manchester city in at their home grounds so definitely uh, <clears throat> i would see uh, chelsea uh, winning here but you do never know what happens in the premier league as i predicted yesterday I, on my podcast i mentioned it never count arsenal out and just look what happened so talking about the game see the biggest advantage chelsea here has is that they have a game uh, against leicester in hand they do not have to see what happens with west ham and liverpool rather they just have to focus to win the game against leicester if they win the game against leicester they definitely are going into the top 4 so for chelsea right now they have to play three finals and they have to win the three uh, finals according to me it has to be the fa cup final the premier league top 4 final and the champions league final not only the champions league spots but the race is also building up for the europa league spots which is given to the fifth and sixth team you would expect one of chelsea leicester and uh, liverpool uh, one of these three who drop out of the top four would get uh, the europa league spot but there's also uh, tottenham who i think is just one point behind uh, liverpool and not only the europa league spot there's also a completely new league altogether Conference League, uh, the Conference League, something that <laughs> Arsenal can't qualify for. So Arsenal fans would be like, we are playing the UCL after five years, but not the Champions League, the <laughs> European Conference League. <laughs> so definitely, that is something not we should even focus about because uh, see, West Ham finishing above Liverpool, Tottenham, and Arsenal would be something a uh, stand mark to all of them that what level have they all gone down to? Because last time West Ham they were away from relegation zone by like two or three points if I am right, and now they are uh, away from Champions League spot by the same amount of points. So you need to see where all of them went wrong. Liverpool saw a downfall. Arsenal always going down, never coming up. Uh, Tottenham. They they also don't know what they want to do. They are not even getting a manager. No one is agreeing to take their job as well. So obviously, it is a it's still it is a very open table. Top eight teams do not know what their fate is. Uh, this also determines what they are going to do in the summer because their summer business window obviously depends on where they finish and what are they uh, which competition are they going to face in the next upcoming days. Definitely, the relegation battle in uh, Premier League is all, all, all already done. no competition as in there so the mid table teams and the lower card teams will be offering the top teams to go and take their points because definitely they are going to try their academy players this this scouting players they are very young squad or the rotational players who they, who they just want to give the time to go on the field and try and experiment so definitely i think top 4 or the top 8 teams should take the advantage of this fact and should go on and uh, go completely all out to get the top 4 spot because we all know that means a lot after the european super league no one is going to give you 300 million to play in a different league now well and vela what do you have to say about the la liga title race now the la liga title race is entertaining it's a huge moment for atletico de madrid it was truly a special moment for the spanish giants and one i'm sure that the players wish they could share with the fans and had it been safe for them to be in attendance for the la liga clash however it would be naive to say that atletico supporters had no bearing on the game like against sociedad they were uh, there was actually a sizable contingent of fans who gathered outside the uh, wandra metropolitano and they rustled up such an incredible atmosphere that videos quickly emerged on social media of those uh, within the stadium being able to hear the fans as they were in the stadium which gave atletico the uh, confidence they needed to beat uh, real sociedad and i think that could be a title changer and real madrid face granada today granada today sorry and if real madrid lose this game it's atletico's title there's no way madrid can turn it around again in the last two games and win it 
if real madrid win this game they do still stand a chance because they have a game to go but let's see what happens barcelona are out of the title race sevilla are out of the title race they get the two remaining spots which are the third and fourth respectively but plus there's no competition in the relegation battle for la liga either so let's see what happens what goes but in la liga you know, i really want madrid to win the liga might make come back huh? you never know you never know when barca and sevilla might make come back the last two weeks were not good for both the teams but the next two weeks I mean, should I mean, not be good Sevilla for the city and Barcelona to make a comeback Sevilla i think are way too many points behind it. Barcelona might Sevilla cannot uh, Sevilla cannot go but Sevilla they can spoil the party for anyone Sevilla yeah, definitely can't that's go that's true that's true but Sevilla just have two games in hand and i don't think they can turn it around i mean they're getting the champions league qualification spot anyways because if you notice this, the difference in points uh, between the fourth and the fifth uh, club in the league is massive so sevilla mm-hmm. don't face any competition yeah sevilla don't face any competition because real sociedad bottled up uh, in feb so they don't get the points and it's fourth and sevilla is getting the fourth spot barcelona will get the third spot and it's between real and atletico what happens i want real to win the la liga but as a football fan it should be atletico because they've shown a lot of character a lot of matureness in their building up of plays so it will dissolve it i just don't want both of them to win i just want a new winner i don't know why because that will make the league the most interesting one right now obviously it yeah. is an interesting league to see the battle but it will be the most interesting in the final week if both of them lose their coming games if madrid lose to granada it's it's sorted atletico win the league but if madrid if still win the game of their two then madrid wins the league i'm happy you all get a party <laughs> So three title races done and dusted. Inter, Manchester City, and uh, which was the third one? Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich. Have already have, have their hands on the title. Two title races, which are uh, La Liga and the league and title races, still to be decided. Also, many teams can still qualify and drop out of the uh, UEFA Champions League spots for next season. We still have the finals of the Champions League this season, which is between Chelsea and Manchester City. But with all said. I think that's it. That's it for the podcast. And for more top quality football. Before we close down, before we close down for the podcast, sorry to interrupt, but I just have to mention one thing about La Liga is that the title race is there because Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Atletico Madrid have been poor. I mean, for Spain, they're obviously dominant and stuff, but in general, they've been poor. I mean, Real Madrid can draw to Granada. You never know. Atletico Madrid can draw their next game. Anything can happen. It's not competitive in La Liga, to be honest, because they are losing to the title. If Real is yeah. winning the title, Hazard is handling yeah. handling you the title. That is for sure. Handling, handling what? Hazard is going to win you the title. Sorry, Hazard is going to be. He is going to win you the title. He will score the. He is going to win you the title. Yeah. Actually, it was a fluke. It was Tony Kroos's goal at the point. No, he will. He will score one more. They all count. They all count. Let's see what happens. I mean, I really Actually, want Madrid Hazard, to win. Hazard wins the Liga. Liga. It would be his. I think it would be his second La Liga, along with two Premier Leagues and one uh, league as well. So that would be quite a decorated league trophy cabinet, ranging across three leagues. Regardless, with this, we come to the end of the podcast. For more top quality football content, keep listening to the Football Parliament podcast. You can also listen to us. on spotify apple podcast breaker and other such platforms until next if time if you don't want to see palash's face peace